This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In comes Lapsley. He's caught a man. Uh, down goes Darcy. Uh, Swindon will get a free kick here. And Mansfield are just threatening to detonate into a small nuclear cloud of fury in Nottinghamshire. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Evening, Rich. How are we? Oh, I am very, very happy still. It's 24 hours on, and I've still got a smile on my face, and and that's a nice thing, isn't it? It is. I, unfortunately, still feel like I have a big black cloud over me because we were robbed, robbed of a Puskas Award, and I just won't let... I will not let it go, Rich. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that a little bit later, and it is on my notes too. I've described that section the sadness of Romeo Hutton, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to that a bit later on. So there's, oh, it's so good when we absolutely tonk aside because there's so much to talk about. We don't have to uh, pad this one out with a name chat, but we'll we'll do it anyway. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll go off on some weird tangents along along the line. I think my my um my overarching theme of, of watching yesterday's game from uh, from the Portuguese Quinta was a five two away win is always really sweet. A five two away win where you are forced to listen to the home commentary that is that that is 
Dream scenario. Dream scenario. Oh, yes. And they were terrible. And again, oh, we'll talk about them later on. Starting lineup, there were a couple of changes. Brennan Goal, obviously. Uh, Hutton Iandolo. And then Brennan keeping his place with Tom Clayton next to him in the centre. And then we had Khan and Darcy and Gladwin. Wakeling and Williams with Jeffcott back in the side for this game. And we don't really need to talk about our emotions and feelings about that lineup because everything sort of changed very early on because Mansfield took the lead after less than 40 seconds when a cross found ex-town loney Kellen Gordon, who had the freedom of Nottinghamshire at the far post, and it was 1-0 to Mansfield. And that sort of resulted in, in things needing to change a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, I, I thought that we just actually started with a diamond, and that's why we conceded so early. I, I, I remember saying in, um, in, in, the, in the infamous LS pod WhatsApp that we have appeared to have um, started as, with a diamond, and just as I was typing that, we went 1-0 down. And it, it, it does seem like our, both our players and myself were caught off guard by the change of shape because he really did have the freedom of the county, didn't he, at the back stick. Alice Anglo was horrendously exposed um, and there was no protection for him in that moment. But it was it was a bit of a funny one. I mean, it's easy to say now, you know, the day, the day after, after such an emphatic sort of response. But that goal almost happened so early that in my mind it didn't count, if that makes sense. Like, it's just like, oh, like... Well, if we were going to win the game, we're still going to win the game. If we're going to lose the game, we're still going to lose. It almost had, do you know what I mean? It's quite a stupid thing to say, but it almost felt like it would have no bearing on the performance, the result, whatever. It's almost like a, a handicap betting market where Mansfield started the game 1-0 up and, and it was up to us to go and win by more than one. And we did just that. So, yeah, very, very strange start. You know, the, the famous phrase of scoring too early, they really did, didn't they? Oh, it was a too soon moment. I completely agree with you. Like, you can grumble and send responses to the uh, to the Swindon Town <laughs> official feeds after 40 seconds because anything can happen and you know we're, we're going to discuss the two Mansfield goals probably collectively and, and whether there's any mild concerns but let's just take a moment to appreciate both Town's approach to the game having gone 1-0 down straight away and the first goal which Jake Wakeling deserved Oh, he so much deserved to score that, but Johnny Williams was on hand to tap it in. Our approach to that was almost, it benefited, but it, it was like we benefited from going 1-0 down because we went at them so hard, so quickly. Yeah, and again, we'll, we'll never know, you know, whether that was always the plan, right? Scott Lindsay loves to talk about this idea of us being all out attack all the time. I, I don't know about you, Rich, but I've not seen that until 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 yesterday. Um, I haven't seen that as being a core value of how we play, but it was almost like that early goal was just like, oh, well, the gaff, the gaff obviously says, you know, often says all that attack. Well, let's just actually do it today, and and what have we got to lose? We're one nil down already, and the response was outstanding. I remember thinking, sort of five or six minutes in, but just before we scored, again, I remember thinking, sort of ridiculous thing to say, but we've started really, really well. We're one nil down, but we've actually started incredibly well. We were by far the better team that opening ten minutes, despite being one nil down. So, yeah, it, it was a really, really bright start, and um, it just, it just the little tweak in shape. I'm sure we'll get into it down the line, but it just seemed to get ten percent more out of every single one of our attacking unit. Now that might be chance, right? We we until we see this play out four, five, six times, we won't be able to spot a pattern. 
But certainly yesterday, um, Wakelin and Jeffcott, they didn't really play next to each other, but having both both on the on the field through the middle definitely helped. And Wakelin again was outstanding, especially that first twenty minutes. He, the boy really does deserve to deserve to break this little goal drought. Um, but his output and his value to the team, goals goals aside, is is phenomenal at the moment. And he um, he he was outstanding in the build up that first goal, wasn't he? He made he made the centre half look like an absolute zombie, you know. Um, oh, that's name and shame because Wakelin jinxed past John Joe O'Toole. I didn't even know he was a defender oh, now. Man, I thought it was the other one. If it was O'Toole, I'd have got really gone for him. <laughs> and he inadvertently wiped out Oliver Hawkins, didn't he? He just took him out. And that was both supremely satisfying in terms of football and generally just very, very funny. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And very fitting for Halloween as well. Running to each other like zombies while uh, wait while, while Jake breaks <laughs> through. Yeah, and also just how Mansfield's day would go. Um, probably the probably the earliest indicator of that. And of course, great seeing Steve and Jonah, the kit staff, celebrating. Steve wanted a high five. Don't think Johnny <laughs> saw him, but <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> definitely he was trying to get in on the cello, wasn't he? But, <laughs> but I, lo- I love you know little grab sort of scenes in the background like that. They just crack me up and. That was a that that was a that was a really good little example of um you know I think those those two boys I think the whole fan base know what the club means to them and, and they're getting they're getting front row seats to this so fair play to them for enjoying that moment. Amen to that. No goals in about seven, I think, for Wakelin now. But as long as he's contributing in that manner, then all is well, isn't it? Hat trick of assists, Rich, and that that is a hill I will die on, despite being told otherwise yesterday. Um, <laughs> it, that is a hat trick of assists. So answers on a postcard as to what you get to keep for a hat trick of assists. Oh yeah, well, what do you keep? Um, so you can keep the ball, corner flag. Corner. I mean, I was thinking either. Ball bag, or I mean, just I like saying the word ball bag, or yep. if it was Premier League, you'd get to keep the pedestal that the ball sits on when the players walk out. <laughs> yeah, either or, either or is fine by me. Um, at this point, I'm not going to call it the infamous WhatsApp group, I'm going to just call it the WhatsApp group. <laughs> I was already declaring that I didn't want this to be a crazy day. Um, it kind of did go crazy, but for the right reasons. Um, a little down note early into the game again. We lost Tom Clayton after 18 minutes with injury, but it sounds more precautionary and maybe the FA Cup is a good place to give him a week off. Yeah, I mean, he he walked off the field, didn't he? And um, uh, Lindsay in post-match did, did suggest that it was just a tiny little, a tiny little sort of feel of a pull on, on, the, on his first sprint. So, He's got two weeks off now to worry about it, and, and, and fingers crossed he'll be he'll be back for the uh, it's the Tranmere game, isn't it, in a fortnight? Um, so fingers crossed he'll be back for that, and you know he 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 has been outstanding. We had our third, arguably our third and fourth choice centre halves for for the majority of yesterday's game. Um, that's not something that we particularly want to be in a habit of doing, particularly with how good Clayton's been. But second goal for Mansfield aside, Baudry was was more more than solid enough, and I think we. I think what's been really, really pleasing this week, if you'd asked me a week ago or, or 10 days ago, what, what area of the field do you need to strengthen most in January? I'd have probably gone centre-half. What a great week for Brennan. What a great week for Kieran Brennan to 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 get in there and get two back-to-back um, 90 minutes, be part of a, of a really successful week for the club. And I really hope he builds on that now because I don't think he's a bad player. I don't. I think he's had a really unlucky start here with, with his concussion. Um, and he was excellent yesterday. So really, really hopeful that 
with his emer- with his sort of emergence, um, that takes away the need to go and add a fifth centre half because you don't really want to be carrying six, five, six, seven professional centre halves if, unless you can avoid it. No. It could have gone either way for him after that sending off at Bristol Rovers. It could have been that Lindsay went, well, it's not worth it. It could have been that Brennan's confidence could have dipped even lower if it was ever low. But two games since, perfectly fine. Good to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a, and a massive um, a massive boost for the squad. We, we know Baudry can't play, you know, shouldn't be playing 30, 35 games this season. McDonald's got a long-term injury. So actually, we do want to get to a position where we can put Brennan and Clayton out as a, as a young centre-half partnership and be confident in the fact that they can they can see us through the toughest of games at this level, which which they've really proved over the last um, over the last week. So really, really happy for Kieran and, and, and long may it continue for him. Yeah. Now, Mansfield took the lead on the half-hour mark when George Lapsley, um, who came really quite an irate player uh, throughout this game, but he put through a lovely ball, um, which, well... We, we won't look back at that and joy too much um, at all. And uh, Swan scored to make it 2-1 Mansfield. If we if we analyse those two goals that we conceded, you know, it's not enjoyable conceding any goal, but those were particularly both quite slack. Are we going to give them the benefit of the doubt this week or do we observe that in other weeks we might not be so forgiving as they might cost us points because they were both red flags in a way, but the manner of how we played, as long as we're scoring like we do or attacking like we do, then it doesn't really matter if we can see two. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things in that thread. I think, I think first and foremost, if you think, if you think about yesterday, actually Mansell just took both of their really clear chances. Uh, we're, we're always good for giving up three or four really big chances, which is why Sol Brin is getting all the plaudits and is top of every combination of letters table that you can, you know, expected goals against and saves denied and all this. You know, he's he's the best in the football league, we keep getting told. And that and that's because we do give up chances. Yesterday, the two goals aside, I don't recall Sol Brin having to make a big save. So I think I think there was a there's there's a bit of actually did we give up the same number of chances as normal, but but we were away from home against a good side and they took them. There's a bit of that. Um, the second goal in particular is just is just uh, Matteo Bodri's um, once a game wander into no man's land and and they punished it. Um, we we know we're going to get that with with Bodri. We know that he shouldn't be playing 35 games a season, but he's a really valuable part of the squad. So you just chalk that one up to one of those things. I think the overarching theme is if you are going to move to this four diamond two formation that we did yesterday to get more out of us as an attacking unit, you are sacrificing a lot when it comes to defense, you know, the defensive part of the game. Neither fullback has any protection in front of them. We don't really play with a holding midfielder. I mean, Khan is a deep lying playmaker. He's not a holding midfielder or defensive midfielder. So I think, um, the change in shape to get more out of us as attacking unit comes with the risk, and, and and that risk was punished really well yesterday by Mansfield in those moments. Absolutely, two two. This is this is the big moment for you to bemoan greatness that didn't happen. It's a great goal anyway, due to the build up, and I'll let you talk us through it. But as I've said, I've named this section the sadness of Romeo Hutton. Oh, this was this is literally millimeters from one of the best goals that that, that we've ever scored. I'm convinced by that. So nice little bit of patient build up. Romeo Hutton, who is 
been an absolute revelation the last six or eight games, hasn't he? Really outstanding. Ball into ball into Ben Gladwin. A sort of audacious, completely unnecessary, scoopy, chip little thing flick round a corner, which goes about 15 metres higher than it needs to, which presents Romeo Hutton on the full volley, edge of the box. Um opportunity and and to, to hit the inside of the post like that I would have, I was absolutely devastated because what a goal that would have been fair play to to, to Hutton he wasn't I mean I'm sure he was devastated but he didn't let it show and he was the only person in the whole box who stayed alive to to, to gobble up his own rebound and put it on a plate for for man of the moment Johnny Williams so yeah very millimeters away from an absolute worldie but at that point, I think um, I think it was so important that we responded again really quickly, um, and that really sort of set the tone. I think if we go into what two one down, it's a different game. They've got something to hold on to. Um, getting back in front again was uh, sorry, getting back level again was was a, a fantastic achievement, and, and and no no less than we deserve. So, yeah, fair play to Romeo Hunt for staying alive and putting it on a plate, but millimetres, millimetres from the Puskas Award, which would have been fantastic. He just needed to hit it a little cleaner, didn't he? It wasn't the it, greatest it was a, connection. It was a but... bobbly one, wasn't it? But, you know, if, if, if that goes posting in rather than posting across the goal, the bobble, the, the bobble is deliberate and, and we're, we're delighted. At the end of the day, full volley, one, two, little flick around a corner. Yes, please. So close yet so far, but it doesn't matter because it was 2-2. Let's talk about Johnny Williams. The, the man, Mansfield, comms, felt should be taken out of the game, be it legally or illegally. Not my words, theirs. A brace, I think in 200 plus career games before Swindon, he'd only scored something like six goals and that was his 11th in, well, far less than 200 games, you know. How did Johnny get under their skin this weekend, uh, just by being better than all of their players, it, it really is that simple. He didn't. I actually think this year he's got rid of a lot of his um, a lot a lot of his nonsense. I think he goes to ground less. I think he moans at the ref less. I actually think that was a Ben Garner problem rather than a Johnny Williams problem. Um, we saw that numerous times last year, and it, and has been discussed on the pod at length before. So I think. For me, I just I just think that he they they couldn't deal with him. They couldn't deal with him at all. The only way they could deal with him is try, is try and kick him. And when when you've got the when you've got the home comms, which aren't BBC comms, it must be pointed out they are they are the clubs saying let's bring on Ollie Clark to kick Johnny Williams out of the game. I mean that's when you know you're rattled, right? And they'll they'll say that and then in the same breath moan 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 about the referee. So very very sort of. Um, they they really were rattled by Williams, but purely just because he was the best player on the on the park that first half, and he would they couldn't get near him. They couldn't get near him. I much prefer him central. And again, like I said earlier, that change to the diamond with him at the top gets ten percent, fifteen percent more out of each each of our attacking players, and ten percent, fifteen percent more out of Johnny Williams at the moment makes him top three, top four players in this division. And we saw that we saw that yesterday. He really was outstanding in that first half. Oh, we just need to go up to keep the guy. Do you know what? Maybe we do, maybe we don't. I actually just think he he's a really nice man who's very happy here um, and is going to play for us forever. But that is also very naive and I understand that. <laughs> Two Euro Championships, a World Cup and 100 plus appearances for Swindon. What more do you want? What more do you want? I mean, ultimately, if we don't go up, I mean, let's 
I don't love talking about going up or not going up in October, but through through the through the lens of Johnny Williams, if we don't go up, what's his next move? He's just going to go and like sign for a mid-table League One club and get injured, get injured because he's not managed properly or, or like who cares? I mean, he, he, I'm sure he does work all right for himself financially, and I'm he's happier. So sign sign a long a, a lifetime contract, Johnny. You know, it makes sense. Did you foresee? Or were you confident at half time that this was Swindon's? Because it still felt quite not awkwardly poised, but it, it did feel like this game could go either way. It, it felt like a ding dong battle, didn't it? It felt like um, I, I assumed the second half was going to be more of the same, like exchanging blows. I think the one thing that gave me hope that we would edge it, n- not run away with it, but edge it, was that I think mentality wise. Mansfield were really poor after our second goal. The gap between um, the second equaliser and half time, that 10 minute gap, mentality wise, Mansfield really dropped off, massively dropped off. They picked up two or three really silly yellows for, for stupid tackles. And, and, and collectively, the whole club just lost their heads a little bit. And it, it was glorious to watch. Um, and, I, and that just that gave me a sort of 55 45 that, that we might edge it. Um, we might edge a sort of seven goal thriller four three or, or or nick it three two um but no i mean the second half we we were they actually started really really well and again even even up to our um even up to our our sort of third goal where we took the lead it was still very much a ding dong battle i think it was it was it was exchanging blow for blow wasn't it yeah it really was and Swindon taking the leads really did take the wind out of their sails. And we've got to highlight Wakeling again, haven't we? And when when I saw it first time, I kind of thought the defender poked it to Jeff Cobb, but nope, all Wakeling. Outstanding assist this, isn't it? Out, out Out of not a great deal to advance the ball with the ball at feet like that, 30, 40 yards down the left hand side. And then, you know, 99% of players at this level cut back in and cross that. It's an aimless cross, one to, to your strike partner and it gets cleared. To to square the defender up, get him back him into the box and then have the this, this sort of sense to to put it on a plate for Jeff Cott. It really was a fantastic assist. Um, and you've got you've to credit Jeff Cott as well, right? That's, that's proper centre forward movement. Sometimes the best movement in the box is to stand still. Um, stand still and and let everybody else run away from you, and 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 that's exactly what he did. And I, when you watch it back, it was almost too simple to be true, wasn't it? He had so much space um, to just sort of siphon it in the bottom corner from twelve, thirteen yards. So fantastic assist, really cool finish, great movement from Jeff Cott. If you're a Mansfield fan, you're absolutely gutted with that defender. Brilliant, isn't it? Everything I wanted and expected from Jeff Cott is currently happening, and it's sort of no thrills, isn't it? And you'll hear at least one listener contribute that you know he's he's the most natural goal scorer that we've had since since Doyle, and <laughs> as long as we don't get the same saga in January, but this is exactly what we were missing before he arrived, and now now he's caught up match fitness wise it was inevitable that he was going to provide this. Yeah, absolutely. I think for once, it doesn't happen often, but with Luke Jeffcott, it's a really smart signing and he's doing, he's doing exactly what we thought he was going to do. And it's fantastic to see. I think with, with, um, with Jeffcott, I think we're, we're really benefiting from Plymouth's upward trajectory here, right? In my mind, he's a probably a bottom half league one centre forward. 
and they've got aspirations quite rightly because they're a fantastically well-run club and, and are doing brilliant st- brilliant things at the moment. They are looking at a top two League One finish at the moment, and that means we've benefited because a they wouldn't want to they wouldn't want Jeff Cott going out and playing on loan at, in the same division. Um, and B, he wasn't quite good enough for for an automatic promotion challenge at League One. That doesn't mean he's not one hell of a striker at this level, or even the level above. And I think he really is. He really is proving to be exactly what we wanted him to be. And uh, it's quite some goal record he's building now, isn't it, Rich? I think I'm, I'm not very good with stats and keeping track of this sort of stuff, but it feels like he must be in must be on four in his last six or something like that. Jeff Carr is on five goals. Um, for the season, but like you quite rightly point out, you know he was he had a slow start. So yeah, he's he's three and three, isn't he? Um, yeah. So much, yeah. that that's 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 all that really matters at the moment. Um, yeah, it's great to see, and I think you know when we when we look back and analyze the season, whether it goes well for the rest of the season or or, or poorly. I relaxed around that deadline day. I relaxed about our season when he came in because. If we were able to trap him on a day where we know several other managers were trying to court him to join their club, including former managers of Swindon, then I, I felt comfortable with the way things were, were moving. It, it really was an important signing for me. Yeah, massive. And and also um, Richie Wellens and, and Leighton Orion with Luke Jeffcott up top feels like a bit of a cheat code at this level. So I'm glad that didn't come to pass because otherwise we'd have been really snookered. 100%. Okay, so then Mansfield go down to 10 men here in Boateng. Good player, someone I've, I've rated for many years, but very, very daft. Uh, Khan seemed to rattle several of Mansfield's squads throughout the game. He can have absolutely no complaints about either yellow. You know, I think the commentary team said, "Well, it wasn't a first; it wasn't a yellow card." But then the other, the, the lead commentator was like, "Well, actually, he wasn't going to get booked for that. It's stopping the ball." And had he not done it, Johnny Williams was away for a hat trick. So they can have no complaints. And this is what led to just, I think, <laughs> I think uh, Andrew Hawes referenced, you know. <laughs> nuclear-esque problems might happen in Mansfield if, if, if they didn't calm down. It was it was incredibly funny, second half. It, it was so weird to watch because it's not really us as a club. Like, we... I, I'd like to think, we, you know, we're, we're a ball-playing side, we're playing some fantastic football. This wasn't a sort of really niggly game. It wasn't six and two threes here in creating a really niggly, tense game. It was like they, they'd created it for themselves and, and then... And then fall and foul to it themselves. So it was it was very peculiar. I mean, Lapsley got took off at half time, didn't he? Because he he was on a yellow, and according to Nigel Clough after the game, was only on a yellow because of how frustrated the referee he was. Um, and <laughs> and and that's and do you know why he was frustrated at the referee, Rich? You'll love this. George Lapsley de- nearly decapitated one of our centre halves because he was so frustrated because the referee laughed. <laughs> Because the referee loved George Lapsley then thought it was okay to try and decapitate one of our centre halves and have to be taken off at half time before getting sent off. And then, well, just before the hour mark, 59th minute, uh, Hiram Boateng um, manages to haul down. I mean, I'm not sure he hauled him down, but any, whatever. Khan, Khan wins a foul off him. And the. I, what is going through his mind when he stops that free kick? That's autopilot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You're right, but I mean, pure stupidity. My favorite, um, my my favorite two sort of 
Mansfield hot takes on on this are a um, well the referee doesn't book every player when they do that was was the commentator's defence so <laughs> I'm not not quite sure I mean that was the most obvious example of stopping a free kick being taken I've ever seen so there's that and uh, Nigel Clough is going to have a word with the football league and the referee because the uh, the free kick that Khan tried to take that was that that Boateng stopped moving. was moving and therefore not a legitimate free kick. <laughs> oh my god! Every player, a dozy bastard, and mo- move on. Like imagine that's well. Let me tell you what. I'm going to phone the assessor because that ball was moving. Oh, that, that, come on. Like just admit it's it was second a yellow anyway, so it doesn't really matter either way, does it? Oh, exactly, exactly. Ridiculous, ridiculous. No, oh, sometimes it pays to listen to the uh, the post match of of other clubs, doesn't it? It's, oh, it it is, just it, it just really does. It just got a little bit crazy, and I think you're absolutely right with something you alluded to at the start of that, where originally I had this episode dubbed as the Battle of Field Mill, but it takes two opponents for there to be a battle, doesn't there? But Swindon would kind of just go and belong their business. And that probably would have rattled them even more even that, more, even more, you know, yeah. we've all been wound up by referee performances and the opposition and all the housery that comes with it. But this one just seemed like, no, no, we win at home. That's our thing. That, 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 yeah. No, this, this doesn't happen. It's, it was very bad guys from Disney film, you know. They, they, they're the bad guys in Mighty Ducks or whatever. It was really petty, and it, it, really it just was. seemed to. Re- yeah, I, I, I'm convinced. If if um if John Joe O'Toole was allowed, he would have picked the ball up and he'd have walked home. He, he, <laughs> he would. He would have. He would have. He would have taken the ball. It's his ball. He's not playing anymore. He doesn't care whether it's your tea time or not. It's his tea time, and he's going home. So deal with it. Ah, uh, like the bigger boy when you've been playing fo- exactly. when you've like been playing football in the park for like three hours, and then someone gets a bit annoyed because they're losing by about ten, and they just start playing rugby with it, and you yep. start clipping their heels. And, oh, good times, good exactly. times, <laughs> exactly. But it was really. I mean, they, they just fell out with themselves. It was it was hilarious to watch. It really was joy, <laughs> and all the while we just we just we just carried on playing our game and happened to put in the best attacking performance we put in for a long, long time, and just tore them to shreds. It, I mean, ended up five two. It could have been could have been easily well, easily seven. I can think of two two fantastic chances we've not taken, um, and, and it really was a joy to watch because because a it was, I mean, I love winning big games away from home. That where there there isn't much jeopardy going into the half into the last half an hour, so that was delightful. Um, but B just just watching the Mansfield meltdown, it was just it was just hilarious. It really was. And Louis Reed came on uh, for about half hour, didn't he? Just shortly after the sending off, and at first I thought, God, do you want him in a cauldron? But as I said, there there was no real not a cauldron. issue from the Swindon side, so it's not a cauldron, is it? So he came on and just. Did Louis read things? Yeah, exactly. Just if anything, he's exactly he is exactly the player you want in that situation because he just came came on and moved the ball well and and, and picked them apart. And you know, playing against ten men, he he's an absolute he's the perfect perfect midfielder um, for that situation. So I think it also meant they they uh, they couldn't chop down Saidu Khan anymore, which which was a result for his shins. I think in one thing we've not talked about is in the run-up to the red card, how the fella who's tried to hack him on the edge of the box hasn't got a retrospective yellow when the ball's gone dead. I'll never know. 
he's, he's properly wrapped him around the knees and Khan just carried on regardless, didn't he? Police advise that just please for the for the sake of <laughs> for the sake of their overtime, um, they want to go without having to escort everyone <laughs> not associated with Mansfield out of the uh, county. Um, had they give, given a retrospective yellow card? Sorry, j- just on Louis Reed, Rich. I, I, I was sort of thinking about this. Um, Yesterday evening, obviously Johnny Williams was outstanding yesterday, but we know that he's off to to the Middle East in in a couple of weeks. I think Scott Lindsay, obviously the move to four diamond two yesterday. I, d- I don't know how planned this is, uh, plus the re- plus the uh, sort of reintegration of Louis Reed for a really good half an hour yesterday. I think what we're seeing here is is the plan for us without Johnny Williams um, d- during that during that four week period because. 4-3-3 is a really limiting shape when you look at our squad. The squad was never built to play 4-3-3. You move to 4-diamond 2, it's very easy to bump all all of the midfielders up one and bring in Reed. So you end up with Ronan Darcy at the 10. You play um, Khan in Darcy's position alongside Ben Gladwin as one of your eights, which then leaves a Louis Reed Louis Reed Louis Reed sized gap for Louis Reed. So all of a sudden, for a tactical shift, you're able to replace Johnny Williams with Louis Reed, as opposed to Johnny Williams with, and, and, and no disrespect, a, a Tyrese Shade or a Morgan Roberts, who aren't in the sort of 12, 13 outstanding players that we have, if that makes sense. It does. Method to the madness. Lovely. 4-2. Darcy's been trying these for weeks, so it's a lovely finish. and It's good to see uh, one payoff. He's deserved it. Yeah, he has. Um, shout out to Wakelin again for his for, for his third assist, and, and and again that idea of just keep on going, keep on going. He, he spurned his chance. It wasn't the best ball from Hutton, um, but to have the 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 sense of you know the, the 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 sense of mind to pick up the loose ball back to Darcy. Like you said, Darcy's been trying to do that for weeks and weeks. Hopefully now he might try and do it less, which which might be a little might might be quite nice. But yeah, fair fair play to him. Um, I know he's uh, he's 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 captured the hearts of a lot of our fans, um, and it was a fantastic finish. So yeah, there aren't many players out there who um, who who deserve that goal. I don't think more than uh, more than Ronan Darcy break his duck. Yeah, and it and it wasn't over. There was a penalty, a Stonewall penalty, which again makes it so much funny. They can't because stewing in their own filth at this stage. Uh, Gladwin, if we talk about deserved goals, Gladwin's deserved a goal all season long. That's his first of the campaign. I think first since February of this year. But I do wish Johnny was still on the pitch because could you imagine the spontaneous combustion across the home end if he got a hat trick? <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what would explode more the the, the home end or, or the Welsh contingent of um of our podcast. <laughs> well, JB last night was uh, worried that Williams wasn't going. Come on, come on. He's in the form of his life. Get him on the plane. My my big yeah. fear is they take Jeff Cott as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Your hands off him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Same old penalty. Um. Lo, lo, I, I don't know why, but I love to see Christy Pym mess up. It's always enjoyable. I mean, why are you racing out your goal 50 yards to argue with a referee, mate? Shut up. Can't stand the bloke. Um, so delighted <laughs> to see him have an absolute mare. Uh, give away a completely pointless penalty and then get embarrassed by Send him off. Gladwin just sort of rolls the ball down the middle. So, um, yeah, the only, the only sort of blot on the copybook that last sort of half an hour was that... Um, uh, Morgan Roberts didn't score the greatest header of, of, of in Swindon Town history. 
would have been good, wouldn't it? the bastard of a diving header that that sort of the, the crossbar is probably still wobbling so yeah it could have easily been six um jeff got missed a really 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 presentable chance for a player of his of his standard tried to give the keeper the eyes and, and dragged it into the side netting at the near post so could have easily been seven if not more it really really was the last 20 minutes was embarrassing from a home side point of view and an absolute joy to watch from from our point of view i think wasn't it just that was the first time we'd scored five goals away from home for almost five years, that being Dartford away in the FA Cup back in early November 2017. Kellen Gordon played for Swindon that day and almost 20 years since we did it in the league. A 5-2 victory at Stockport County in January 2003. Very satisfying stat because that game had five different goal scorers. Parkin, Robinson, Reeves, Hewlett and Sabin. 19 ruddy years, Terry. Where does the time go? I think I was, I think I was at both of those games. I was certainly at Dartford. Uh, Pretty sure I was at Stockport as well, though I don't have much of a memory of the early 2000s. Lovely. Nice. Not many of us do. Um, <laughs> let's get some listeners' contributions and we'll talk a little bit more. And Seydou Khan can come away with the ball and Swindon are on the break here. Swind- Seydou Khan's still going. Uh, Boateng has fouled him. Oh no, Boateng is going to get a second yellow card here for stopping the free kick being taken quickly. And Mansfield are down to 10 men for the second game running with less than an hour gone. Some weeks you cannot wait to read out these contributions. Thank you to everyone who sent stuff in. It's a good week. Starting with Mr. Good saying superb individual performances. So many chances created, but this time with an end product. Man of the match for me has to be Johnny Williams, a consummate display of shithousery that was off the McGinley scale. We move to Luke Collins, who says, fantastic win, a resilient, creative, attacking performance, plenty of options out wide and down the middle. 4-4-2 diamond has to be the formation going forward. Everyone just looked at their best. Jakey Jeffy partnership forming well too. Man of the match, Williams. Jason, what a performance. Front two it is then. Man of the match, probably the easiest it has been. Khan, all day long, he was everywhere and probably fouled by every single Mansfield player. Lindsay deserves all the plaudits today. If we play half as well as that from now on, we're going to piddle this league. Proud to be a Moonraker says, I love my club. Alcohol may be involved in the production of this tweet. Tom Elliott says, a brilliant performance and a significant week in the season. Bravo, Scott. You're developing a cohesive and well-drilled team. Khan Man of the Match was exceptional today, justifying selection over Reed. Hutton keeps improving. Jeffcott getting fitter. Wakeling a nuisance. The good folk at Fools Rush In says both goals completely avoidable, but other than that, it was an almost faultless performance and exactly what I've been waiting for. Paul Large says, man of the match, Johnny Esther. Very entertaining game. Didn't expect to get much after conceding so early, but we looked resilient. Carney control. Darcy Williams, both a handful. Wakeling's assists, crucial to making the game comfortable. And it's always good to shh the drummer. At watching from afar says different gravy and we have depth. SN1 says, I think you can allow selfies after that, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Well, much more than a draw at Bradford. Martin says, got to be Khan for man of the match. Town really seemed to click today. This could be the turning point for us. 
Good to see Reed back too. Kevin, STFC Foley says, the most entertaining game I've seen this season and fully deserved. Got a nice run of games coming up that could get us into the automatic mix. Alex Vlog says, 4-1-2-1-2 solves the attack. Stick with it. Jeff Colt walks man of the match for me. Key in every single goal, but Willow and Hutton also outstanding. Hashtag up the swing. Dave Phillips says, brilliant performance. The best of the season. Man of the match, Scott Lindsay. Nick says, Darcy was fantastic, but for me, it's a team performance. All of them were fantastic. Great result. Another nail in the coffin of the Moners. Doug Copestake says, amazing work. Super impressive to come back so well after such an early setback. Come on, you Reds. Jamie Watts says, best midfield we've had in years, proper quality players on the ball, and in Jeffcott, the best goal poacher since Doyle. Robert Hammond says, fantastic result, but why do injuries always happen in the same situation? We need FBT back as vulnerable down our left. Man of the match, Williams. Gray Clark says, Darcy O'Kahn, man of the match, both caused them problems, starting to look the real deal now. Great starting lineup and brilliant subs. E-I-E-I-E-I-O. Jack Cullen says Johnny Esther, man of the match, but could have been anyone in that midfield slash attack. Magic performance. River Thames Red says, for me, this is a real statement. A young team coming together with all these young signings starting to look like really good business. Also, with a young squad in a game that got feisty, they kept their heads. Could have easily bitten, but they did not. Craig says, fabulous result to cap an excellent week. Really hope we can kick on from here. Oh, and can we have that referee every week? Claire Follett says, super Scott Lindsay. Full credit to him. While Carl Porter says, great performance. Really enjoyed that one. Khan man of the match, although it was pretty good from 1 to 11. STFC slash 1969 says, just got home. Great trip. Played great, but still worried about being exposed quite easily. The change in shape worked really well. Hopefully Clayton and FBT will be fit for the next league game. Man of the match, Williams. Terry King says, excellent performance and even better result. Finally stuck a few goals past the team. Hopefully the injury to Clayton is only minor. Massive togetherness in this side. Week off from the league now. Couldn't pick a man of the match as they were all very good. But maybe Williams shades it for his goals. JV Goodwin says great performance, especially showing character after going behind twice. What was most pleasing was the pace we played today, moving through the lines at speed while still popping it around. Finally, some real end product. Man of the match, Williams, a different class. AD Mel says it's coming along nicely. What I saw in the first few games is a lot of excellence in playing ability, but taking time to bond now we've bonded nicely and delivering performances week after week onwards and upwards man of the match khan but could be anyone pierce w36 says that's the statement result we needed unreal performance e-i-e-i-e-i-o jeremy randall says what a win would have taken a draw at 3 p.m hopefully this will silence a few more of Lindsay's critics he is building a good team here Mitchell Singh says, great result, man of the match for us was the ref. Literally every single thing went our way. I'd be livid if I were a Mansfield fan. If I had to give it to one of ours, though, it's probably Williams. Clinical finishing today as well. And he says, ruddy, bloody, lovely. This felt like the culmination of a lot of work since the start of the season and making our own luck today. 
an enjoyable game after a horrible start. I'll give Khan Man of the Match, and fingers crossed there's no significant injury to Clayton, and FBT is back quickly. Wardia says, brilliant performance. Darcy and Wakeling never stopped. It's difficult to pick out an individual on that one. Four points from the last two is bloody brilliant, and Man of the Match, Williams for back in the double. Bernie Man says, what a game and what a performance. Anyone of Brennan, Gladwin, Khan, Darcy, Williams could easily be man of the match. Darcy just shades Williams for me. Great to see Reed back. Played a big part in sealing up that game for us. Felt reassured when he came on. Hopefully Scott Lindsay finds a way to use him. That's the best performance since Grimsby. Let's hope that really is a corner turned now. Sarah V says, love the response after conceding two sloppy goals. This was a great team performance. Man of the match, hard to pick. Hutton could have had a goal, Willow a hat-trick. So nice to not be on the receiving end of a card count too, though I think we were lucky on a few calls. Come on, you Reds. Paul D says, not sure what I'm more pleased about. Winning by more than one goal, scoring more than two, coming from behind twice to win, or four points from two very tough away games. As Alan Partridge would put it, that was a win. Jimmy Legg says, there was a spanking lurking for someone soon. Wasn't expecting it to be Mansfield. What a result. We have to kick on from here. More positive football, please. Hutton, Darcy Williams, man of the matches, they can share it. Mike Davis says, amazing performance. Man of the match is a tough call, but I go for Darcy. Neil McLaughlin says, a wonderful day on the road with my daughter. So many claims for man of the match, but I think the Welsh wizard deserves it. Now to get home. Hope you got home okay, Neil. Ben Nichols provides a picture of the scoreboard that says someone was due this. Um, he's either referring to the 5-2 victory for the Swin or Bap for Bolts or Ben Bradley MP, your Member of Parliament for Mansfield for now. Rob Dinsey says, best performance of the season by several country miles. Mansfield really weren't bad and we've demolished them. I hope we can look back on that as the moment it's all clicked. Plenty of candidates, but Williams, man of the match for me. And finally, Pete Marsh, who says, man of the match, Williams for the two first half equalisers. Outplayed and entitled Mansfield, who have good players behaving and playing badly. Jeff Cotton Wakelin playing up top worked like a dream. So there we go. Lots of happiness, lots of talk of the change of shape, lots of credit to Scott Lindsay. Man of the match, I was expecting it to be a close run thing, but although there were nominations for Khan, Jeff got Darcy Hutton amongst others, Johnny Williams got the listeners vote, but who gets ours? Yeah, it's a really tricky one this because genuinely I think I think seven or eight of the boys had fantastic performances. Okay, a couple of sort of um, players we've not really spoke of much so far. I think Ellis Andlow was was fantastic in his sort of um, first first foray as left back, and we've got a real embarrassment of riches in full back positions now, haven't we? Um, so I think I think he was he was good on a on a tough afternoon with with not much cover in front of him. Romeo Hutton was outstanding again. Um, he's he is playing out of his skin at the moment, and and. Marcel, you know that Marcel Lavinier signing, even if it's just deciding to get Hutton to be the player he is, um, seems to have, seems to have worked. So, so credit to to Hutton for for keeping up his fantastic vein of form. Man of the match wise, I think 
do you want to go ahead or heart here? I think I think head Jacob Wakelin was was fantastic for ninety minutes, but you've got to give it to Johnny Williams. You just have to um, for the for the cellos, for getting under the skin, for going down injured, getting up and pushing someone, and then going back down injured. Um, <laughs> that's that in itself is man of the match behaviour. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's got it's got to be Johnny Williams. Just he was the. Uh, you know, they talk about main character syndrome in in young people these days, and um, there was no doubt about it. He was he was everybody's main character yesterday um, on both sides. So, yeah, Johnny Williams for me, and and made this rich vein of form continue for another week and a half. Yeah, here's hoping. So the last point before we have a few well deserved days off, having covered Swindon back to back midweek weekdays uh, for the last couple of weeks, is the big. And there was a little bit of rhetoric, wasn't there, about, you know, Scott Lindsay and how well he's doing, but it was more at fans having to pop at other fans through sort of snidey messages. Everybody wants Swindon Town to do well. People have concerns. People still have concerns. But how are you feeling, Terry? Is this is this the corner being turned? Um, I think Scott Lindsay, myself, has cleared some of the obstacles we talked about at length. Uh, despite the euphoria, though, we are still in a very, very similar situation as we were last season. And last season, we didn't go up. So this time, 17 games in to last year, we were sitting in third, won nine, drawn five, lost three points, 32. This season, we're fourth, won eight, drawn six, lost three points, 30. Brilliant. That's exactly where we want to be right now. It's what happens in the next 20, 30 or so, just under 30 games that really matter. How are you feeling about the... Uh, the season ahead right now? Uh, I actually think we are, I mean, this great run we've been on recently, was it seven wins in the last 10? Um, is is the, It's tricky. I still firmly believe that anything other than playoffs at worst is failure for this squad. I think it's a fantastic mm-hmm. squad of players, the best we've had at this level for a very long time. Arguably the best we've had at any level for a long time. Are we doing well in spite of Scott or are we doing well because of Scott? Up until this week, I didn't know. Honestly, didn't know. And look, I know there is a huge narrative around the club and and big polarisation in the fan base and lots of people firmly are firmly behind Scott. We're all firmly behind Scott. This week for me was a turning point. It was a turning point for a couple of reasons. We made really smart tactical decisions. And the rotation worked. It wasn't just put out the same 11 players in the same shape and hope we have better players, which is what it has been in, in it, or certainly it's what how it's been perceived my end up until this week. So for me, this week was a massive, massive week for, for, for my opinion of, of, of Scott Lindsay and it changing. Um, and long may it continue. It was a really smart change of shape yesterday again, against that Mansfield side. There was some really smart rotation, and um, you, four points from that week is is an outstanding return, absolutely outstanding. So fair play to him. Um, I guess I guess it could be said he's winning me over. That's nice. That's five goals away from home competitive. That's got to be something like twenty twenty one percent of our goals this season in the league in one game. Incredible turnaround. Yeah, we're 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 normally sort of one nil, and I think Sadio Khan said this in his post match. We, we we've won a lot of games by a single goal, and it was nice to not have that jeopardy. There's been a bit of a narrative recently that that this was this was coming. That you know we've got a lot of talented boys there. We really do. It's a really good squad. 
Um, so you know, you just look at the bench yesterday. You've got you've got Louis Reed sat on that bench. You've got uh, Tyree Shade sat on the bench. Marcel Lavinia. These are really good players to this level who aren't who aren't getting ninety minutes week in week out. And last year at this level, year before, you know, last time we were down here, these these boys would have been first name on the team sheet. So really good squad. Um, well backed in the summer, spending cash on players for the first time in a long time. For me, it was always Lindsay. Lindsay might be the the thing that hamstring hamstrings us, if that's a phrase, or ham or it stops us from achieving what we should be achieving this year. But like I said, this week this week is 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 the week that um that he's convinced me otherwise. And and let let's let's just remember that any criticism of him, certainly on this pod and from me, has always been through the angle of it's not personal. He's a really top top guy. Everyone knows that he, this club means a lot to him, um, and we all want him to do well. I just had doubts about whether he had the the experience and the ability the ability to do it. But um, yeah, you can't you can't say fairer than than the last seven days, can you? No, you can't. Still twenty nine games to go, but really really positive stuff. So next week, very quickly, we've got the FA Cup. Any other time, I would be saying there'll be wholesale changes, but we do know Swindon will have one eye on that prize money, and rightly so. So, other than anyone other that you know, lower than ninety percent fit and Johnny Williams, I think it will be as strong as we can be. Johnny might still play, but I wouldn't touch him if I wanted him to go to the World Cup myself. But Swindon do make money from that, and it's a lot of money. So. Um, yeah, I would expect a very strong team for Stockport. Yeah, the, the money that we make for Johnny Williams going to the World Cup is significantly more money than we're going to make from uh, getting through to the second round. So um, yep. that's Johnny in, in Cottonwood, nine, nine grand a day, and we're expecting him to be away for, for a minimum of, of, of two and a half weeks. Um, same, for, same for Jojo Wallacott as well, so a nice little learner there. I would expect some mild rotation. I'd expect Ricky Aguilar to come back in... Um, probably in, in place of, of Williams, maybe at the top of the diamond. I'd really like to see us. I mean, it's not a free shot next week, but it isn't it isn't a high-stakes game, in my opinion. Some people might disagree with that. I would like to see us persist with this four diamond two and, and just see what happens and see whether we whether we can start learning whether this is a pattern and whether, and whether there is there is a... Um, potential for this to be to be a, a, a really dangerous formation for us moving forward or whether it was just a one-off um so so who knows let's go with the four diamond two let's um let's rotate some of the boys and, and and get through to the second round yeah absolutely and we'll talk about that with joe later in the week for the presser but until then terry thank you very much cheers rich The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. It's a grand old team to play for. And it's a grand old team to see.
Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.